thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here. Baseball's great charm is that the action comes in spurts, which leaves plenty of time to spin yarns, look at the girls, and make wisecracks. new season of the Baltimore Orioles. How are you? Man, have I missed you folks. Birdland, I think about you every day. I hope everyone is doing well. I want to know what you've been doing this offseason. As you know, hit me up anytime. What's on your mind? Fullcountchaos at gmail.com. 24-7 over there talking about sports at Full Count Chaos. Boy, did I miss you folks. You are my support system. I love knowing coming into a season, the good, the bad, the ugly, I have you folks to lean on. We have each other. We're family. But just knowing coming into 2024 Orioles season, you you get the goosebumps. You get the butterflies in your stomach. A lot has happened already. There's so much to talk about, and the season hasn't even begun. I've got balls of steel. Oh, I'm pumped. This is great. And I needed this. I needed the news of bitch boy Angelo selling the team. I needed the news about Corbin Burns coming on the Orioles. With the Ravens shit in the bed. I mean, a blind monkey could have gotten this team, the Ravens, to the Super Bowl. Leave it up to John Harbaugh for fucking that up and shit in the bed. Holy hell, that's for a whole different podcast, different episode. How in the hell did you screw that up? You blew it! But boy, was that a dark day. I love the Ravens. They blow chunks. You know, you got to see Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, two of the biggest douchebags in all of football. But how the hell do you blow that game, Harbaugh? But I'm depressed. I'm upset. I see everybody else on Twitter posting to Mike Elias. Please, please give us some good news. If if there's any good news out there, any moves you can make, now would be the time. Like I said, a fucking monkey could have gotten the Ravens to the Super Bowl. But seeing that news of John Angelo selling the team, I hey, that's a good start. Like, I'm getting distracted. Corbin Burns is now a Baltimore Oriole. I'm like, all right, that's it. I'm good. Ravens who? Harbaugh dig what? I don't care. Let's get baseball started. Now, when football season ends, of course I get excited about baseball, but there's those couple months in between. You know, it, it's, it's a slow time. With sports at any time, whether it's the Orioles or the Ravens, when it ends, it's depressing. You never like seeing your favorite team lose, especially when they're one game away from the fucking Super Bowl. God dang it. I swear, coming up in the next few episodes, I'm probably going to have to cuss out John Harbaugh just a couple times. And and I know I get people who, who still write in and say, why do you talk about the Ravens? This is an Orioles podcast. I don't understand why... Some people in Birdland get irritated when I talk football. I don't know. It's a sports podcast. It's what I do. But goddamn, that was just a brutal loss. Brutal. But the past, but that week, wonderful, the news that we got. And John Angelos, look, the guy's just a dick. The things that we witnessed, the way that he handled with Dan Connolly, uh, how he handles with fans, I've heard. You know, I have friends of friends of friends who personally know John Angelos. They say he's a dick. 
all birthed. We were all irritated. I know you were when we heard Angelos go, you know, we want to be like the Rays. We knew exactly what that meant. It meant you don't want to spend any of your god dang money to make this team better, and you're hoping that this team does well without spending any money. We knew exactly what you meant when you said that. Now you got a guy coming on who's $2 billion worth more than John Angelos, who's a Baltimore native, who's a fan of the Orioles. He's probably going to want to spend some money. But even when Angelos sells the team, he still winds up doing a dick move. I don't get it with that guy. I mean, look, I'm excited, obviously. Again, it's all the team. David Rubenstein, you got you got uh, uh, Cal Ripken Jr., uh, uh, Mike Bloomberg, Kurt Schmoke, NBA Hall of Fame, Grant Hill. I mean, just a, a good, solid team that's coming in here to be a part of the Orioles, sign the checks, and make this team better. <laughs> he sells a team, and then Governor Wes Moore comes out and says, no, I, he didn't tell me anything. John Angelos didn't reach out to him and, and tell him, hey, this is what we're doing. I mean, those two were a solid team together for a long time. You know, part of a year with intense negotiations about a new lease. You know, the other members of the board, board of public who signed off on the lease, Treasurer Derek Davis came out and, and said, I, I feel lied to. I feel misled. He says, it wasn't just that we weren't told something. We were lied to. Fuck this. And of course, Moore came out. He said that he shares concerns about transparency, but this is all we heard about Angelos. But Wes Moore continues, says the transparency that was required, it was not there. And it's disappointing. Then you have Brooke Learman, part of the board as well. She says, I do think that John's behavior displayed an incredible lack of respect for the state and our role in working with the Baltimore Orioles and our role as the owners of the home of the Baltimore Orioles. She says it's incredibly disappointing. She said, although, frankly, not surprising. He's just awful. So him being out of the picture was just a a joyful day. So even if I didn't hear about, you know, even if the Corbin Burns news didn't come out, I think it still would have been a wonderful day distracting me from the shit show the harsh show of John Harbaugh. And again, I'm not putting Lamar out of that conversation. I just don't want to get deep into it. So I'm just blaming Harbaugh. Happens year after year after year. And who's the same guy who's there? This is even before Lamar. It's Harbaugh. See, I'm getting into it. Stop it. We're talking about the Orioles. But these owners, new owners coming in. I mean, look, when the Orioles are doing well, this city is thumping. Packing up Camden Yards downtown. Just filling up the stadium. Baltimore, of course, just a giant baseball town. You put a good product on the field, you're going to rake in the money because the Baltimore Oriole fans, Birdland, we show our support. Look, we show our support even through the rebuild years and when they stink, but got to be honest here. Whether you're a diehard fan, Fairweather fan, whatever you say, you're not going to pack the house if you put a bad product out there. But what... I thought that was funny. Uh, $173 million, for 1993. I don't even think you could buy the Baltimore Blast for $173 million now. $1.72 billion, well spent. David Rubenstein is worth $4 billion. John Angelos is worth $2 billion. A billion dollars you couldn't spend in, in 10 lifetimes. The number of billion, it's hard to comprehend. $4 billion is what you're worth? Shit. 
and he's a Baltimore native and Baltimore fan. Come on. And Cal Ripken Jr. is part of this? Shit. Not thrilled about Coke replacing Pepsi. Oh, shit. Love to hear your opinion on that. I'm a Pepsi guy. I love Pepsi. I was upset, but it's not going to ruin my time at Camden Yards. I'm still going to have fun opening day. Oh, I love it. How do you feel about the new ownership? Fullcountchaos at gmail.com. By the way, I'm going to go ahead and give a $100 gift card away this year. As you know, I give something away every year just to say thank you for tuning in, participating, being a part of the family, the Birdland family. Uh, More people got involved when I gave away the gift card because you have more options. You can still buy tickets, clothes, go on BaltimoreOrioles.com. The winner last year or the year before who won the $100 gift card sent me in photos uh, showing what he purchased online. I think it was a hat and a shirt, but I think I'm going to do that. Um, Again, more people seem to get excited and involved and get their name in a hat to pull out their name for the $100 gift card. Uh, Like I say, I don't post it on social media. I want the true fans who tune in only to know when I'm going to be doing that. So I'll mention that uh, in about a, probably about a month or two. Um, You know, as the season gets started, pitchers and catchers meeting up February 14th. Hell yeah. You get goosebumps knowing that the team is getting together, getting prepared for 2024. Now, of course, let's talk about Corbin Burns, huh? Hell yeah! I tell you, before they picked up Corbin Burns, Grayson Rodriguez, Kyle Bradish, John Means, Dean Kramer. All right, let's see how well you're going to do. Look, those guys in the rotation, I was already thinking, Grayson Rodriguez is going to have a hell of a season. I know that's not a big hot take, but with just the guys that we were seeing ready for 2024, not knowing what Michael Elias was going to do, I was still pumped, excited. But they pick up Corbin Burns, baseball boners for everybody. It was one of those moves where the next morning I wake up, I'm looking on my phone going, that wasn't a dream, right? Someone didn't fuck with me. I mean, that really did happen. There's a lot of people I was talking to who were excited about the pitching rotation again before Corbin Burns. Now, shit. <laughs> you fucking kidding me? Let's go. Look, last season, Corbin Burns, it was his worst season, which is hilarious. I mean, I don't think it's a coincidence with the new DH role. And let's be honest, you know, uh, uh, National League pitchers uh, would see more eight batter lineups. But anyway, I don't want to get into a uh, conversation about why Corbin Burns had a, uh, what was it, worst season? 339 ERA, still had a 1.07 whip, 10-8 record, 200 Ks. <laughs> Again, this is this is his worst season. 200 strikeouts, 16th best in the league that year. He's six foot three, 246 pounds. That's a big boy. I'm sure you know Corbin Burns. If you haven't, I'm sure everyone's been watching highlights, looking him up, learning that, you know, past National League Cy Young Award winner, former ERA champion, an all-star each of the past three seasons, the number two starting pitcher in MLB today, according to the latest MLB Network positional rankings. Look, he's finished eighth or higher for four straight years of Cy Young voting. In that span, his ERA is 2.86, and his whip is .99. That's right. Baseball boners for everybody. So he's coming on with Kyle Bradish, Grayson Rodriguez. I mean, again, woke up the next morning, checked my phone. 
because I thought it was a dream. Michael Elias is not fucking around. And thank God, because that week, it was a rough week. It was a rough Monday. You got John Angelo selling the team. Now you got Corbin Burns. And the Orioles are definitely familiar with Corbin Burns. Uh, because on, <laughs> if you're like me, you went down a huge rabbit hole of Corbin Burns highlights just to get pumped up. But on one of the highlights, it was uh, like three or four Orioles batters. And, and I didn't take the time to rewind and zoom in and see what it is. But you could just see the jersey and you recognize Camden Yards. And they look pretty silly trying to, trying to hit his cutter. <laughs> Looked pretty silly. <laughs> but when he faced the Orioles, he pitched 15 scoreless innings against them in two starts over the past two seasons. I should go back in that highlight, see who that was. One of the highlights that was the batter. I don't know who it was. If it was two seasons ago, I'll have to go back. But I was like, God damn, they look silly trying to hit that cutter. Everyone's like, oh, the, the Orioles, what a steal. Look, the Brewers know exactly who they got. They got two big studs from Baltimore. Deal Hall has got a hell of an arm. One of the best arms in the league. And where, the, I don't know where the Brewers are going to try to use him, probably bullpen at this point, work with them, but that guy's a stud. And I think I was so excited about the signing of Corbin Burns, it didn't hit me of realizing, oh shit, that's right, we're losing D.L. Hall, who I was a big fan of, and the guy again, young kid, solid arm. And the Brewers are going to work with him, and he's going to help him out. D.L. Hall is a hell of a player to get on your team. No doubt about it. And then you got Joey Ortiz, for God's sakes. Look, it was just a traffic jam in Baltimore, in the infield. MLB Pipeline's number 63 overall prospect, Mr. Joey Ortiz. So the Brewers are excited just like the Orioles are because those two players going over there are going to fucking help out those Brewers. They're making them a better team. I hear a lot of people go, oh, my God, what a bunch of idiots over there at Milwaukee. Nope. They knew who they were getting, and we knew who they were getting as well. It's just we knew that the Orioles, we, we were looking for pitching really badly. We needed one more arm, just one more arm, and I didn't think Elias was just going to go, fuck it, let's just go all in, as in, you know, the, the kind of pitcher they're going to get. I was shocked when I saw that Corbin Burns signing. Again, if the Orioles do well, Corbin Burns does well, they go deep into the playoffs, and whatever happens at that point, you got Mr. $4 billion man ready to sign some checks. Who knows? We'll see. I mean, there's really nothing else to say about Corbin. Uh, and again, I'm already talking like we're buddies. Yeah, old Corby. <laughs> oh, Corbin and I. For fuck's sake, in his postseason career, when he gets in the playoffs, he just buckles down. 284 ERA, 19 innings pitched in the playoff, 22 strikeouts with a .89 whip. Smoke weed every day. So in postseason, he doesn't get shook. His career record, 45 and 27. His career whip, 1.05. So, yeah, the Orioles are getting a fucking stud. That's about it. And pertaining to pitching, yeah, not having Bautista, that just sucks a big fat one. Nothing else to say about that either. That is a brutal loss. Bautista, my God, he's just a force on the field. But Michael Ice went out, got Craig Kimble, Kimble, Kimbrel. <laughs> I'm sure you all remember him. If, if you weren't familiar with the, the name, 
where the face, go look at his pitching stance right before he winds up. And you'll go, oh, yeah, this guy. This guy. Well, of course, as you know, Bautista is not going to be in 2024. Going through the same situation as John Means, the old elbow surgery. Tommy John surgery. Oh, I still see that visual in my head of after Bautista threw that pitch and he's shaking his elbow, shaking his arm. Oh, and it lies, or not a lies. Um, God damn. It's the last time I uh, uh, said Brandon Hyde. I feel like I've been saying Mike Elias every other word of every other sentence in the past couple weeks. Brandon Hyde comes running out and you see Felix point to his elbow. Oh, my God. Oh, that was terrible. I felt nauseous. I think I even looked over. I forgot who was watching the game with him. Like, I think I'm going to throw up. <laughs> oh, man, I was sick. But Elias said, all right, hold on. We'll, we'll figure this out. So he went out, signed Craig Kimbrell. He's been playing in baseball since the 50s, it feels like. He's 35 years old. I mean, he's one of the best. I mean, Michael Elias, when he signed him, he said, you know, what were you thinking? And he said, he's one of the best closers in baseball history at this point. Elias says he's still got a lot in the tank. He had a really good solid season last year. I don't know about that. Uh, he said, uh, and we see a lot of things from a scouting perspective going forward that has us placing a pretty big bet that this guy is going to have a really good season for us. Now, Michael Elias, $13 million guaranteed to Kimbrell. It's the largest guarantee that he's handed out since Elias took over with the Orioles. Previous one was $10 million with Kyle Gibson. But yeah, Elias says, all right, one of the, or the best closer in baseball is down, so let me go out and find a better, not a better closer, a closer to fill the shoes. And Craig Kimbrell. Go get him. Go get him. That's all I can say. Go get him. He's been pitching in the league since 2010. Last season, he was with Philly. Didn't have the best postseason numbers, but whatever. Again, look, this guy isn't the answer, but I think Elias was just like, you know what? I want a veteran. I want someone who has a great track record and a guy who is not going to go on the mound and get all frazzled and be a complete head case when it's a ninth inning and the Orioles are up by one run and a veteran like Craig Kimbrell, I like it. He's a guy. Look, this is the team that we've all been waiting to watch. 2018, 2019, those rebuilding years, even before then, after the, the, the big 2012 season, we have had to sit through a lot of garbage shit. So this team that's going into 2024, this is the team that we've been dying and praying to watch. This is it. It's a season where when we're watching the Orioles, we expect them to win every game and we expect them to win it all. So the blood pressure and the anxiety is going to be through the roof. And that's why I made an appointment with my doctor. I sat down. I said, look, doc, this is going to be one of the best Orioles teams that I've watched in years. And this season is going to be off the hook. And the Orioles are going to blow games in the ninth inning. They're going to come back down by four in the ninth inning and win. I want to make sure that my heart 
is going to be able to handle an Orioles season like this. <laughs> oh, boy. It's going to be a full-time job April through September of this season. So I, I piled up heart pills, blood pressure pills, anxiety meds, you name it. Stocked up on it. <laughs> I'm going to be getting emails. Hey, man, how much for 10? But I'm ready. I'm good. This season is going to be fucking fun, man. And I'm just here to say hi. We're going to get into a lot this season, of course, as we always do every season on this podcast. Like say adios to Aaron Hicks. I know he tunes in. We'll miss you. He went to the Angels. Um, and I want to know, who are you looking forward to see this season in 2024? Who's the guy that comes to mind when you hear 2024 Orioles? Boom. What name comes to mind? I'm going to push Jackson Holiday aside for a second because I think 100% of us, we are excited to see him. But second on the list, Grayson Rodriguez. He's the guy I want to see. I'm most excited to see him pitch and see where he's going to go. Hall of Fame, baby. That's in his future. Hall of Fame. But this is just an episode, a short one, just to let you know I'm still here. We're still going to do it this season. I want to make sure you're still here. Fullcountchaos at gmail.com. Anything on your mind, like I said, all season, I want to hear from you. Is this a season? World Series or nothing? No excuses. I don't want to hear any excuses. Again, fullcountchaos at gmail.com. Head over to Twitter. Join us at fullcountchaos. We get wild. We vent. We talk baseball all freaking season long. The ups and downs were there. I always want to know what's on your mind. I want to know what you did during this offseason of baseball. I want to hear you. I want to hear from you. Till next time. See you.